tight. What's up? Welcome back to Snapbacks and Interbrews, the podcast experience. That is Austin Share. I am Hunter Hornstein. This is episode seven. New episodes every Monday and Thursday in Interbrew on Monday and the two of us on Thursday. That's today. So thank you for subscribing, rating, reviewing, all that jazz. Apple, Spotify, yada, yada, yada. If you're not using those two, I don't know what to tell you. Twitter handle, of course, at Pod. What up, Austin? What's up, man? Happy early weekend. Happy four-day weekend for those of us that celebrate. Um, and I don't want to leave anybody out. Everybody that observes four-day weekends uh, for religious or non-religious reasons, welcome to the fucking party. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's rude that there are seven days in a week. Right. Like I feel like a a week should have an even number of days in it so that you could split the week between work days and non-work days. I think the fact that there are seven gave the capitalist gods reason after labor fights to give two days off. Five to two is not a fair ratio, though. You know what I mean? Five to two is an absurd ratio, bro absurd plus days don't even really count because like monday nobody fucking does anything because you're not productive on a monday friday is kind of a whatever day because half the time you dip out early if you can because it's fucking friday let's be honest nobody's getting any work done after noon anyway so it's like let's lop one of those days off and make it make it fun for everybody um you know i i think that some sort of worldwide game uh that you know involves you know maybe we split the world into a group a and a group b where group A has Mondays off, group B has Fridays off. Um, and then there's just like worldwide scavenger hunts, Zoom calls, um, siestas. You know, it'd be fun for some of us in the United States to be in the same group as some folks from Spain. Um, and they do something stupid for two hours a day, like listen to a podcast or some nonsense. And we get to then take the siesta. I don't know, man. Like I, we're just spitballing. But um, let's get some world leaders on the phone and make this fucking happen. If we can change daylight savings time and just like get rid of it willy nilly or change it or create it like we can change how the week works daylight savings is the biggest sham in modern history i fucking hate it it's absolutely useless ridiculous it stinks apparently uh south carolina passed a bill saying they're going to do away with it but because the bill didn't get signed into law by congress we still have to move our fucking clocks back this weekend and it's infuriating i fucking i hate that and i hate fucking time zones all that should be abolished well, that's the time zones make sense though because of the sun, right? Like we can't change the sun, but the like daylight savings time, farmers don't use the same farming mechanics that they used in the 1700s, Let's right? Update like the rules one time. Let's yeah. update the rules one time. It's- like we can amend. Look, we we can get smarter. We can get bigger. We can get stronger. Uh, we can stop having to remember. Oh, spring forward, fall back. Right. Like that's we we can do better as a society. Are you one of those people that remembers to turn all their clocks back or do you have like your stove clock just stays the same no matter what? I'm one of those people that no longer has any manual clocks. Yes. Like I've got my watch that is a computer. I've got my phone that is a computer. I've got my computer that is a computer. And then, yeah, like the microwave and, and stove. But more often than not, when the power goes out the first time after, uh, it just sits at zeros 
and I never take the time to change it. So like if you're in my kitchen uh, and the lights are off, you don't know where or when you are, you know? I have a friend who uh, she had an apartment back in California and she was one of those people that never turned her clocks back like on her stove or whatnot. Um, And it tripped me the fuck out because I thought, I didn't know what time it was. I thought I might've been messed up because also I was traveling back. So did I not do three hours? Did like what the hell time? And it bothered me so much that like the last time that I was at her apartment, I, I just changed it and I didn't tell her. And so she got confused. I was like, that's what you fucking get. Yeah. That's so the, the one I I do, uh, I take it back. My car, my car still has like the hour minute button uh, on the clock. And in my car, I have this, the clock set like three or four minutes fast um, so that like when I'm driving to work or an appointment or, you know, a meeting or something, I always think that it's a few minutes later than it is. So if I get there right on time, I'm a little early. And if I get there a couple minutes late, I'm on time. Uh, and that's a trick uh, for people that are lazy. So I disabled my car, uh, my car clock. I turned it off because it gets it's like 30 minutes slow. Like it, it will be, I can set it to the right time and over time, like week by week, it like progressively gets slower. I think it's, I just think it's an old car or whatever. It's an old clock or something's messed up, but it progressively gets slower. So I'm like 30 minutes behind. And when I have people in my car who don't know that, and they see that you talk about tripping them out and freaking them out that that'll freak you out a little bit. Yeah, dude. You don't know you're 30 minutes behind. I mean, yeah, shit's, you know, fucking rollies don't tick tock. Hunter's car don't have clock. So that's good. Hey, um, I'm drinking heavily. Are you drinking heavily? I am indeed. I am. What, what are you, uh, what are you sipping on? Cause from this angle, it looks delightful. It kind of looks like purple drink, huh? Kind of looks like, it does. Does. um, I'm, I'm, it's not <laughs> for, yeah, I'm not drinking lean. Um, well, way to disappoint everybody, but that's okay. Hello, little FBI guy in my computer. I'm definitely not drinking lean. Um, no, dude, I'm going, uh, I'm going Red Bull vodka with a splash of Sprite, bro. I'm tired today. Wow. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I, there's no reason as to why I should be tired. I haven't done shit, but fuck, man, I'm exhausted. My brain is mush, and like, I just needed a little kick in my ass. And I figure, you know what? Let's get nuts and drink vodka, Red Bulls, and threw a little bit of Sprite in there. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's what I'm kind of aggressive for a, a solo episode with just you and I. No, I I actually I like it a lot, and I have two questions. One. Um, have you ever done a snorkel? Do you know what I, when I say the word snorkel? No, I don't know what that is. Okay, so there could be other words for it, but in Wisconsin, especially in Madison, a snorkel is a shotgunned Red Bull vodka, sometimes taken out of a snorkel. But sometimes you just pop the top of a Red Bull, you pour some out, you pour some vodka in, and then you carve out a little spot and then you just shotgun it back. Uh, but it's way more fun to do it out of a snorkel. So I, I don't think that this is the time or place necessarily. We, we've got to go for, you know, 45 more minutes or so here. So we, we gotta, we gotta make sure that we can do that. But another time I do suggest you try it because it's a fun way to ingest both caffeine and alcohol at the same time. I really hope that my mom hasn't caught on to this yet. 
That sounds absolutely dangerous. I mean, I would do it. Probably that seems like more of a tailgate thing, but I don't oh, know. Yeah. It's a slippery slope when it comes to uh, uh, trying to drink as much alcohol as fast as I can. I, yeah. I can I go down that slope, and if I'm falling down that slope, I am falling down that slope, brother. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a and it's a quick and slippery slope. The, the second thing, um, you mentioned you're tired for no reason. I, I was actually going to say something very similar. And today was one of those days I've been having these more and more often. And I'm wondering if it's just me in my own head or if you've experienced this too. Um, today feels like it has lasted forever. Like it feels like this morning was weeks ago, but it also feels like it went by in the blink of an eye. Like it's a really weird kind of like duality of time that I'm experiencing and I don't really know why, right? Like I can't put, put my finger on it, but it feels like I've been in today forever, but I also haven't been. I I can tell by just looking at you that that, like, I I can, I see, (laughs) I don't know what you just said there. That was, that was weird, but I can see it in your eye where you're at. I feel like everybody goes through that, but you seem especially, especially, uh, I don't want to say distressed, but you seem especially tired, especially exhausted. It's like you've been, it's like you've been going through some shit. Man. Yeah, dude, it's been weird. And we'll real, real quick. I, we got to finish this brew review. We got to get our, our, uh, snapback reviews in here, but then I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell a couple minutes of a story. And I think that there's a, a real, hot piece of life lesson in there that's going to be worth it for everybody um like fresh out of the oven life lesson but um Let, let's get the let's get the beers yeah, taken care yeah. of let's get the hats taken care of and we'll jump yeah in. so i'm i'm uh i'm sipping uh down some pernicious uh which is a wicked weed uh and i think i mentioned wicked weed uh in the previous episode you uh you had that at my house when you were up oh here. yeah i did um so this is it's one of my favorites when I see it, it's hard to pass up. Um, it is an IPA, so I reverted back to my old ways. Uh, but shout out Wicked Weed, shout out Asheville, North Carolina, and shout out this delicious pernicious. That rhymed and I did not mean it to. <laughs> old Dr. Seuss looking at said. <laughs> yay, yay, yay. Um, and then uh, I got today, I don't think I've worn this one. Have I worn this one for an episode before? Have. Oh damn! Well, okay, like real it. quick. It's a uh, it's it's my all black yet yeah, because I talked about how I got it customized and I had to go to the mall and the whole thing. It's my Black Lives Matter, my BLM hat. Um, I was just wearing it out to the store, so I had it on my head. So I continued to wear it uh, for the episode because it's uh, it's an all black uh, white lettering goes with everything, including this Myrtle Beach Pelicans 2020 unflocking believable shirt that I'm wearing um, and everything else that I own. So um, that's what I got. I Speaking of, of South Carolina, it looks like you've got a little homage to the state on your hat. I hope I'm not wrong. A lot wrong. of people think that. A lot of people think that. Damn. This is uh, Palm Golf, uh, Palm Golf Company, which is a Southern California golf and uh, I guess they also do apparel, I guess. They do shirts and hats, but um, it has a palm tree on it. One thing that I learned about South Carolina is that they're not palm trees. They're palmetto trees. And if you call them a palm tree, you're wrong. But where I'm from, it is palm trees. So I don't, I don't know if there really is a difference between the two, uh, the two trees, but this is a navy snapback white trucker style mesh in the back uh patch logo with a uh with a navy palm tree solo single palm tree uh silhouetted um 
lot of people think it's it's a South Carolina thing. It's actually a SoCal thing, Palm Golf. And I try to I say that like I'm wearing fucking golf apparel and I'm good at golf. I'm not fucking good at golf. I just like the I like the logo and I like the brand. Um, and they're a little bit smaller at SoCal. I like to support. Um, but that's the hat I'm going with today. Yes, I love it. And I also uh, shout out to uh, always kind of repping a piece of home, which actually is a really good segue into these next, I'm going to try to keep this to, to two or three minutes. So uh, if you're listening and you want to skip ahead, go right, go right ahead. But um, it's it's not going to get like sappy or anything, but it's going to get a little sappy. So we're sitting here. It's, it's October, late October, 2020, uh, just in case we are wildly famous in a few years and people are going back through the catalog. Uh, it's now October, 2020. Um, I, this is not a, a goodbye to Daytona Beach, but this is my official see you later to Daytona Beach. Um, I moved here more or less exactly three years ago, October 2017. Um, and outside of my time spent in Madison when I was in school, uh, by far the three most impactful years of my life. Um, and I just wanted to take a couple of minutes to, to um, instead of like journaling, I don't really write. Um, so this is going to be kind of my equivalent of a journal. I've, I've got a few things that I want to touch on. Um, in terms of who I am as a person, I don't think that there's a single thing that is the same about me today. Uh, besides like my childish personality, definitely never gonna, never gonna be able to change that, uh, much to the chagrin of most people close to me. But, um, most things about me have changed pretty significantly from three years ago to, to today. Um, professionally, like I came down here, uh, having spent three years in minor league baseball, I'd done nothing except for sell. Um, and I was, you know, kind of given the reins of a lot of responsibility down here. I've, uh, managed, um, sales teams and, and, uh, our game day staff, um, oversaw, uh, diversity and inclusion initiatives. Um, you know, some of the, the promotions that we put on, um, it, it was just an incredible learning experience for me. And it was a, a there was a lot of growth um, being able to get involved in the community. Uh, you know, I've been proud to serve on a, our young professionals board for our United Way for three years. Um, I've been a member of the Rotary Club of Deland for for now going on a year. Um, and those are just things that I would never have done three years ago. So um, shout out to uh, my boss, Ryan here, who allowed me to do all those things, but, um, I've never felt more prepared to continue kind of the professional stage of my life. Um, so shout out to, to that part, um, mentally, um, I think I've actually just grown up, you know, like I'm, I'm fucking 28 now. Uh, those, those years of 25 to 28, I think were pretty formative for, for most people who have hit this age, but, um, I see the world through a different lens. I feel much more grounded. Um, I have a lot of coping mechanisms for for when I feel you know scared, anxious, worried um, that I did not have before, uh, and I thought I think a lot of that has come from um, being in an environment that, quite frankly, I don't feel comfortable in. Daytona Beach is not my people, right? Like this isn't the culture that I'm uh, comfortable with. It's it's certainly been outside of my comfort zone in a lot of ways, uh, but I think it's pushed me mentally to get to a point where. Um, I just, I feel comfortable. I feel comfortable, really, really comfortable with who I am um, and how I approach, uh, you know, day-to-day life, my personal relationships, my professional relationships, my goals, uh, my aspirations. Um, and I just feel like the the last three years have, have played a huge part in that. And then I think physically, um, 
Shout out to Kristen Alford. Kristen Alford is, uh, was the manager of community relations for the Tortugas uh, when I started. She's now the manager of community outreach uh, or community relations and outreach, I think, is her title for the Museum of Arts and Sciences here in Daytona. If you are ever in town, um, it's, the, it's not so much a hidden gem, um, but it is the coolest thing in town. Um, go check out Moaz. Uh, when I moved to Daytona, I weighed well over 250 pounds. Um, looking back at the pictures of myself back then, it's uh, it's pretty disgusting. Shout out to all my friends for never telling me that I was fat. Fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, like, I feel like somebody should have said something along the lines. Nobody fucking nobody said anything to me. Um, but uh, she came in one day and she was like, hey, like we have free registrations to run the Daytona Beach Half Marathon. Does anybody want to run. And I was like, Oh yeah, dude, I'll run a half marathon. Like thinking to myself, Oh, I can do that. Um, I started running. I couldn't run a 10th of a mile without stopping. I was so fucking fat at that point. Um, but I trained for a month. I ran that half marathon. I ran it again the next year. I've been running ever since I've been running five K's. I've changed the way I've eaten, changed the way I live. Um, and now I feel like I'm at a point where I am relatively healthy, um, and I'm not going to die anytime soon. Uh, and have a, a, you know, a safe blood pressure and resting heart rate. Um, and, uh, I don't think that that would have happened in any of the previous living scenarios that I had. I think it took being here. Um, and I think it took a lot of outside, uh, and, and internal forces to get me to change the way that I was living, I think for the better. Um, so, uh, you know, a lot has changed. Like I said, a lot has changed. And over the past three years, um, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like it's, it's just, it's been the most formative three years of my life again, outside of probably college. Um, and shout out to every single person that I have met, including you, which is fucking crazy to me to think about, but everybody that I've met from October of 2017 through today, literally every single person that I've crossed paths with has played a part in some of this development that I've experienced. Um, and as I now, uh, am moving temporarily back to my hometown, uh, which is is why I thought it was funny that you're you're repping uh, your home state so heavily right now. Um, I'll be back in Durham for uh, at least a few weeks. Got some family things to take care of. I think I mentioned uh, on on last Thursdays. Um, so if you're in North Carolina and you want to hang out, hit me up. Uh, I'll be there for for a couple weeks before I uh, then can make an announcement about where I'll be kind of permanently moving forward. Um, but. Huge shout out uh, and thank you to the city of Daytona Beach, to Volusia County, um, to every single person that I've met, interacted with over the past three years. Um, and yeah, man, I, again, like I think that was more for me than anybody else, but uh, I feel really, really good uh, about where I am leaving this town um, than I did when I got here. And again, to clarify, this is not a goodbye. This is a temporary see you later. Um, I'll be back. I'll be back probably sooner than later. Um, but I love everything about this town. I love everything about this County and I love everybody that I've interacted with. So, uh, that's that, that's the end of the, the, uh, sappy shit. Um, but thanks for letting me do that. So. I feel like this is appropriate. This is perfect, yeah. I don't know if we're going to be allowed to do this. To everyone at home, pour one out for the hey, homie. Shout it out. 386, dude. 386 forever.
figure this is the perfect song. Is this Dawson's Creek? Oh, man. Definitely don't know if that was legal or not. I don't Just care. Shout, Whatever. Shout out. Was it? It's a it's celebration. A, yeah. It's a celebration, Celebrate. man. It's reflective. It's reflective. You need to have reflective moments in it's life true. sometimes. It's true. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, now that that is over with, uh, what do you got planned for this weekend? You got anything fun on the on the horizon here? What what you got going on? I don't know, man. I got nothing. Actually, we're, we're doing um, a little Halloween thing with the uh, with the work folk. Uh, we're handing out candy at a trunk or treat. Um, I think we are doing um, uh, we're doing pirates. We're gonna be we're gonna be pirates. I think we decided. Um, so I, I guess I'm a pirate on Saturday. It's a pirate's life for you. I I don't know. I'm just I'm happy for the kids, man. It's for yo, the kids. Yo for the ho kids. ho! There'll be no shortage of bottles of rum. Am I right or am I right? Oh, brother, man, we're we're bringing the <laughs> rum. We're bringing the rum. There will. What's that? What's the line? Jack Sparrow says is like, "Why is all the rum gone?" It will. That will not be the case. I promise you. I will probably be drinking so much rum that I won't even notice that the clock's turned back. Wait, is it actually the Saturday? I think so. I think well, that's what there's I there's a. It's coming it, up this weekend. Man, I, yeah. I mean, shit. I guess we already in like November. Hey, hey, hey. This is going to be the second to last episode before election day. If you are listening to this, please fucking vote. If you have not voted already, please fucking vote. Depending on where you're listening, there may still be opportunity to vote early. If not, Tuesday, November 3rd, vote, vote, vote. I appreciate you saying that much more than I appreciate like celebrities and people who just say it to check off a box from their PR manager. It's because it seems it comes off so disingenuous. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Like, cause it's, it's not, I have no problem with people telling me to vote because I think it's important because it stands for something that's bigger than us because it, it does represent the fact that we are in a free nation that can do that and that there are people in the world under rule and thumbs that do not allow that to happen. You know, like, oh, so-and-so won the election with 99.9% of the, the vote. Like, that is actual corruption and that is actual dictatorship. So I have no problem with that. I think I have a problem, though, with millionaire, billionaire actors and actresses singing to me on a fucking TikTok video telling me how important it is to vote because it's so disconnected from fucking reality. Well, that's it. And it's tough because, I mean, like I've always been politically active, so it's hard for me. It's hard for me to place myself in the shoes of somebody who has not voted, like especially our age. Um, Like I remember, well, well, I also am a little bit sadistic and I'm pissed off. Uh, We talked about the FBI agents listening. Hey, selective service. Hit me up for jury duty one time. I want to be on a jury. Like genuinely, I want to be on a jury. So when I turned 18, I was so fucking excited to A, register to vote and B, send in my selective service form uh, because I I want to be able to pay that that uh, back to society. Um, so I voted in every election. I've lived in three states since I turned 18, North Carolina, Wisconsin and Florida. I voted in every election local. Uh, you know, I love voting for bonds. I've never voted against a bond in my life. Big proponent of uh, citizens paying for other citizens benefits. Uh, but um, 
it sucks to uh, listen to people that don't understand what people like you and I do on a day-to-day basis uh, to take care of ourselves and to take care of our families and to make sure that we're living comfortably. Tell us what to do, like whether it's voting or washing our hands, uh, you know, like simple things that I'm going to do regardless. Like I wash my hands and I vote, but I don't want to hear you, billionaire actor, telling me. I don't want to hear you, billionaire, billboard, hot 100 superstar, telling me that I need to do these things. Let me fucking do them. (laughs) And I've said this before, like I consider myself extraordinarily privileged, not just because I'm a straight, a religious white male, um, which by the way, hit that lottery. Like I didn't choose it, but hit that lottery. Uh, Like, let's be honest. Right. But I feel like I'm extraordinarily privileged because I grew up in an environment and in an area that exposed me to so many different people and so many different beliefs where I didn't realize until I entered the echo chamber of Madison, Wisconsin, which I've I've talked about how much I love that city, but holy shit, Wisconsin is as white as you could possibly imagine. It's as Midwestern culturally as you could possibly imagine. Everybody has several things in common. Like there's, (laughs) it's fucking nuts. Uh, But I didn't realize until I was in that environment that I was like, I was given such a gift by being able to experience so many different points of view and so many different angles of life that I think I have an appreciation for letting people do their thing that a lot of people kind of have to come to that realization where I think it was just fed to me. Right. So like, I almost feel like I'm the opposite of these people that have like grown up in an environment where they only hear one thing, one thing, one thing, and then are exposed to the world. I feel like I was exposed to the world and then fed one thing, one thing, one thing later on to then give me that contrast. But dude, like I, I like you can't put a price on that. Like I, I like again, like I think that's the the greatest privilege that I'll ever have uh, is understanding that everybody does have different things. And again, going back to the voting thing, vote in your interests. I have my opinions. But I can't tell you who to vote for. What I can ask of you is to do the research on the candidates, not just for president and, and you know, senator and governor, and the, but local elections matter as well. Do your research and vote for who you think represents you. That's the beauty of this of, of this representative democracy is we are able as citizens to choose a fellow citizen to speak on our behalf. If you're not choosing to have that person speak on your behalf, you can't really complain about what the the mouthpiece of our of our people is saying. So uh, go vote, go vote, go vote. Um, What I can't stand. uh, okay, so this is the other thing. Celebrities is one thing. I I really hate the fact that uh, specifically the Facebook company. So like Facebook and Instagram uh, are are doing this a lot like bro, like I voted early by mail. I don't need to be seeing the alerts at the top of my Facebook and Instagram pages every fucking day. If I open my Instagram one more time and I see more information on that, I'm going to I'm going to hurl my phone out the window. It is so frustrating. It is and and not even that, but like like give us the option to opt out. Give us the option of saying, "Hey, yes, I I did vote." Like, fuck, you're data mining everything else. You might as well data mine that too. Get fucking shit off my feet i want to i don't want to keep pressing it by accident when i'm trying to see the girl i'm crushing on on our i'm trying to see her story and instead i'm fucking pushing this register to vote i've registered to vote i'm vote i'm good let me check the box and get it off my feed like that's that is and i'm, I'm also glad this is going to be a very abrupt change of subject but i don't give a fuck uh 
I'm so glad you brought that up because that is what Instagram is for at this point, right? Like you log on to Instagram and you refresh, you pull your thumb down and you hope that the first story that you see is your crush, right? Like you hope that no, no, somebody- no, 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 Not even hope, you know it is because the algorithm knows to put that up there first because you immediately press it. You get that panic because you go, oh shit, she posted this a minute ago. I'm going to be the first one to show up. Damn it, damn it, damn it. You have to wait 20 minutes before you like her picture because you want to have at least 14, 15 other likes in there before you jump in on the bandwagon the algorithm fucking knows it knows what it's doing and it's giving you that shit because it's like you want this you still want this <laughs> have you ever have have you ever gone on instagram that person just posted 30 seconds ago two minutes ago four minutes ago have you ever gone like all right i'm gonna keep scrolling for like a few minutes and then go back and then you forget and then you realize it like hours later and then you're like, oh, fuck, like, do I go like it now? Because now is almost as obvious as if I was like the third, like if I'm the 187th, like that's the same fucking thing. Also, I can't wait until I have enough followers to have 187 likes. I don't know where I pulled that number from. Dude, I'm lucky if I get 50. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have done that before. I have done that before. Um, I I don't think. I, I, I'm okay with being late to the party. I don't want to be the first one in the door. I don't want okay. to, I like, if you, when you see it, like, oh, 30 seconds, I don't want to be that first one. Cause that's like, I, I don't know. Uh, I saw a meme where it was like uh, something about freaking people out for texting them back so quickly and being like, I swear I'm not like obsessed with you. I just am always on my phone. Like to me, that is my, that's me in a nutshell. Cause I'm always on my phone. I'm, I'm like, you've seen me. I never am not on my phone. It's, it's a bad habit. Half of it is for work. The other half is just because I'm, I'm addicted and I have no problem saying that. But part of the issue with that is that I do see, because I'm mindlessly forever refreshing Twitter. I'm forever refreshing Instagram. I see stuff. And if I like it, and I see it right away. I'm going to give it a like. And then I notice after the fact, posted 12 seconds ago, posted 45 seconds ago. And I'm like, fuck, now it looks like I'm creeping when in reality, I'm just always on my phone and I'm just always looking at feeds. Well, the, I, I feel like I'm almost the opposite where I'm also always on my phone. But because I'm always on my phone, more times than not, I will get a text while I am doing something else, typing an email, looking at something else. And then I will continue to do what I am doing and then forget that I got the text. And then I'll open my phone at one point to seven texts going back two and a half hours that I then feel like a fucking asshole for not having responded to. Because I am always on my phone, I feel like I often miss those notifications, uh, which is actually one of the biggest benefits of having an Apple Watch, like a, no free ads. Uh, the the uh, the Tim Cook led company's uh, wrist product. Did that make sense? Yeah, no one knew you were talking about an Apple Watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. So um, no free ads, it's important. Um, but, but like having that is a helpful little reminder sometimes where like I'll get a buzz on my wrist and then I'll have a text that I go respond to. Uh, it is, it's a fucking problem though, dude. Nice. And, and I haven't watched the, uh, what's the, um, uh, the blank and chill, uh, again, no free ads, uh, the movie, the, the like the social, um, dilemma, the social dilemma. Yeah, I, I haven't watched I it. Watch it either. I don't want to. I I'm already, scared. I already know like 
I've heard enough people talk about it. I know what I'm getting myself in for. I know it's probably going to absolutely destroy me, you know, mentally. Like I don't want like I just let me live in blissful ignorance for just a little bit longer. Eventually I'll watch it, but now is definitely not the time to. You also, you know, what's crazy. And I just thought about this because obviously Facebook is the king of these companies right now. Um, I think like the same reason that I have Facebook still is the same reason why I should delete Facebook. I have it mainly for two reasons. One, my tagged photos specifically from college are like living memories for me and call back to our previous episode with Mary who has like photo albums. Like for me, I didn't take any pictures in college. I have pictures taken of me by other people who most of whom I no longer speak to, but those photos live on Facebook. So if I delete my Facebook, I delete those memories from being accessible to me, right? Like they'll still be out there obviously, but I also should delete Facebook because of those tagged photos of me from college, none of which were me sober, right? Like I can't accept a friend request from somebody that I've met in a professional capacity and then have them go back and be like, who the fuck is that motherfucker from 2012 who is clearly 18 beers and four shots deep after day drinking after a football game? Do I know him? Do I want to know him? I can't trust him. That's for goddamn sure. <laughs> Do you want to know a good hack of how to uh, cut out like friends on Facebook? Like if you want to trim your friend list, you want to hear a yes. good hack? Please. Okay. So you can trim your Facebook friends by deleting them on their birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Fuck you. I don't want to see you ever again. <laughs> no, that's the point though. That's the point that, so like the running joke obviously is like, Oh, Facebook's just good for remembering people's birthdays, which, which it is to a degree. Like that's really the only reason why I use Facebook. And sometimes I post status stuff just for uh, like family. But a few years ago, I've come to realize that I have so many Facebook friends because we also grew up when Facebook was like on the rise and it was super cool. And you just wanted friends, 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 right? Like more friends you had, like more clout, right? But now Facebook is so, at least for me, it's so obsolete and I use it for such a niche and I use it for just like not, I don't use it in the broad scope of what I should, like what it has to offer. It just does not appeal to me. I don't need to. So what I do is instead of going into my friends list and going one by one every year when their birthday comes up, if I don't care enough to post happy birthday on your wall, which by the way, is completely separate, separate uh, argument here. And I have, I, I hate, writing happy birthday on people's walls. I think it's stupid. Um, but if I'm not telling you happy birthday, like if I don't care that it's your birthday, if I feel no emotional attachment to that, if I even look at you and go, who the fuck is this guy? Or who the fuck is she? And when did I become Facebook friends with her? I'll delete them. So every year I continually cycle out every year you continually kind of trim it. And obviously like I gained Facebook friends through other, other stuff, but every year I'm constantly cycling it out because one, I it's, it's easier for me to do that, do it that way. Mm -hmm. And you know that you're doing yourself a service. There's no reason to have somebody on your Facebook friends who you've never spoken to, or you're never going to speak to again, or, you know, like there's no reason for that. And 
to circle back on the writing on people's walls for happy, like happy birthday. If I care enough to say happy birthday, chances are I have your cell phone number. So I'm going to text you or I'm going to give you a call and say happy birthday. Like I don't need to see the same happy birthday exclamation point, happy birthday exclamation point, happy birthday on my Facebook wall. Like I just don't, that doesn't mean, doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. If somebody really cares, those are the people you want to hear from. And so I don't know. I think it's just Facebook built this really easy way to just filter your friends, Facebook friends, and I delete them on their birthday. You know, obviously I thought that was very funny (laughs) when you started it. But now I think it actually may be the most brilliant thing you've ever said. Um, I mean, it, it is because you're right. Like I, I remember a time in my life where I would almost calculate my own self-worth based on how many of my Facebook friends were writing happy birthday on my wall. And now it is almost like when the people that do write happy birthday on my wall, I like it and I say, thank you so much. But more often than not, it's the people that I haven't spoken to in years. The people that I actively talk to and care about do text me or do call me or like FaceTime me or one of those. Th- like that's you're, you're right. Um, and I also th- this is it's similar but different. I don't know if you have experienced this because your name doesn't start with an A. I tweeted about this last week and I mean it, though, sincerely. I feel like I have a handful of, of relationships and friendships that only exist because my name starts with an A. Therefore, when people are sending Snapchats and scrolling through their names of who to send it to, I'm always hit. So, like, I have people that I only communicate through Snapchat with whose relationships have been exclusively maintained in my mind because my mind, my name starts with an A. So I think it's like a, almost a, a similar thing where it's like, you're, you're absolutely right. Facebook is giving you an opt out of a relationship, right? Like, and they oh, don't difference. No, no. If somebody deleted me off Facebook, I guarantee you, I wouldn't know. I no. would have no clue. No. Well, and you're right. Like we, I think we, we're in the generation where like we were before Instagram, right? So like we, we were even before Twitter. Whereas like Facebook was our social network. So like well, high MySpace. school. MySpace was when it really started. Dude, remember, my mom didn't let remember, me have a MySpace. Do you remember how panic inducing? You really? No, I didn't have oh, a MySpace. What, what I'm about to say doesn't even make sense then. I was <laughs> going to say it was so panic inducing to try to think of your top eight friends. And heaven forbid, oh. heaven forbid you switch somebody or something because then that started all sorts of fucking drama. Heaven forbid you had a, quote, girlfriend because this was fucking middle school. Heaven forbid you put her on there and you had to bump one of your boys out. Like you always knew when shit was going down off people's top eights, that and their music on their profile. So you could have music <laughs> on your profile yeah. and you knew, you fucking knew when shit was going sideways because like – Oh man, I had an ex girlfriend in high school who had um, the uh, 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 All American Reject song. So we 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 broke up, we got back together, broke up, got back together. Um, she had the uh, "Hope It Gives You Hell" by the All American Rejects as her as her song for like a month, two months, and it was during like our rocky time. And like, I'll tell you what, man, it. It it kind it kind of hurt back then. Now it's ridiculous. I look back at that and laugh. But 
back then, man, it that was that was the ultimate fuck you. That's a that's a yikes, dude. Because here's the the hard, honest truth for me. I have a younger sister who is four years younger than me, and also. I know she doesn't listen to this, so it'll never get back to her way cooler than me. I'll never tell her that to her face, obviously, because I'm the big sibling. Like I'm the older sibling. I need to be the cool one, but she's way cooler than me. Dude, you got to You got to say that to her. What's wrong with you? Uh, maybe. So here, ta- this is actually funny. Uh, one year, my Christmas present to her was accepting her friend request on Facebook. So, <laughs> so <laughs> uh, like I, like on Christmas morning, I was like, uh, Hey, <laughs> I, I wrapped an empty box and she opened it. And she was like, what is this? And then I said, check, check your phone. And she checked and I had accepted her as a friend on Facebook. And it, like, it was, it was hilarious at the time. Yeah. Asshole. Yeah. Yeah. How many people do you have in friend purgatory on your Facebook right now? Oh dude, everybody that, so talk about the people that I've met over the last three years, everybody that I've worked, met through a, a work related function, except for they just sit there, you don't yeah, press yeah. accept. No, yeah, they just sit there because I don't want to press delete because then if they go on Facebook, they're like, oh, he deleted my friend request. Whereas now I have my privacy settings set where nobody can see my posts unless they're friends anyway. So they might just think, oh, he hasn't been on Facebook in two years and seven months. I see what you're doing. I see. I got got you. Yeah. Like friends are different, but like people that I meet like through work, uh, like clients and people that spend money with me, uh, they don't need to be seeing my Facebook anyway. I told my sister uh, earlier in the quarantine stages when I was talking to this girl that I really did not like she's out of my league. I didn't know how to talk to her. Uh, And I like was asking my sister like, hey, like what do these young people do like on social media? Like what are the cues that I need to be looking for? Because clearly I don't know how to pick up on like what a story means, like what like that 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 lesson that you learned from an All-American Rejects song in middle school was something that I had to come to grips with like earlier this year. So you were light years ahead of me. I had to rely on my much cooler younger sister uh, to be able to fucking tell me what I needed to be looking for. (laughs) I have, I'm looking at my purgatory list right now. I think what I hate the most out of this is the people that have mutual friends, but I don't know them. Just because you have mutual friends does not mean that you we should be friends. Like, it's like, like, have you ever, do you listen to Tom Segura? The of comedian, course. Of course. Where, he, where he's just like, nope, I'll friend it out. Like, yeah. that's, that's how I'm at at this yes. point. Like, yes. I don't, I don't need any more friends. Like, if, if you're, if you're, if you're close enough to me where you have my cell phone number, then we're, we're okay. But like, I don't need, like, some of these people. Like I've never this. Oh, I have one mutual friend with this guy. I've I don't know who he is. I have no idea who he is. He doesn't even live. He doesn't even live in the same state. Here's another one. I dude, I'm gonna say like this is this is exactly what Twitter and Instagram are for, right? So like I yeah. I I have follow gone on, on record. Twitter. Correct. Follow, follow me on Twitter, yeah, because then I don't have to follow you back either. And like, we'll, if and unless we'll, unless it's a relationship, like unless there's back and forth. Or follow me on Twitter and then find out within literally 24 hours if I am the type of motherfucker that you want to be friends with, right? Like it's a pretty easy – like but I – because I don't post on Facebook, like you you have to go back months to see 
a status, right? Like the pictures that get tagged of me now, I don't even fucking look at. Um, Whereas like, if you follow me on Twitter or Instagram, like I'm much more active and then we'll get to know each other. And then like how many brilliant friendships have come from a Twitter follow where I, I have not ever met somebody via Facebook that I have become real life friends with. Like it just does not happen. I feel like that was back in the day. Like that was way, that was back in the day. I was when we were in high school. That's when Facebook was first starting out back when we were in middle school. Like that's ultimately what it was for. And like, you would say, Hey, Facebook me, or like, oh, I'll send you a Facebook request. And you would poke them, you would message them, yada, yep. yada, yada. Now that's not the case anymore. And like, to your point, the whole networking thing, like Twitter, the people that don't embrace Twitter are beyond me. And I don't quite, I don't quite grasp it. I don't quite wrap my head around it, but it also seems very, um, transactional like yes. a facebook request and accept is a little bit more set in stone now to that end i am very quick with the unfollow and unfriend button over the years i've become very very trigger happy where like you don't get many chances you don't get many chances and thank god facebook has an unfollow because i've had to do that with people that i know that it would cause issues if like, I just, I just don't want to deal with that shit. So yeah. you're still be my friend. I'm going to follow you. Same thing with like Instagram and Twitter, like the mute buttons that you can mute stories, you can mute posts. Like, so you don't have to go through that awkwardness of like, if you get, uh, if you get called out, right. Or if you get confronted <laughs> with that, but, um, the mute button, Oh, I, I, I love the mute button. I love the mute button for everything. Do not disturb on group chats and, and text messages. Like, I can just shut it off and my phone's still going, but I just don't get, I, Oh, I, I, I love it. I love it. And that makes me sound like such a dickhead too. No, 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 no. That, that unfollow feature on Facebook actually has been my saving grace with the people that I do know that friend me on Facebook that I feel okay with accepting that request. Um, unfortunately for both of us, I think that we are in that age group where we have some friends that are like early to mid thirties now, that they are parents and they have become our parents where everything that happens in their life, they feel like needs to be shared on Facebook. When in reality, nobody gives a fuck about what you have going on. Um, those kinds of people where like, yeah, I am friends with quote unquote, I am friends with you in real life. Therefore I will be a friend of yours on Facebook, but I don't care when your two-year-old does something that every other two-year-old does, right? Like, and at that point, if it's funny enough, put it on TikTok, right? Like that's, that's where your funny child content should live now, not on Facebook. Um, so yeah, that unfollow feature is fucking huge. Um, similar on Twitter, there are people that I love as, as people don't love their opinions, don't want to see their tweets, mute them, but still be able to interact with them. It's, it's a it, dude. It, yeah. It's my favorite thing about social media is, is that quote unquote, like secret, uh, yo, <laughs> it's yeah, a, it's I, a, it's a cheat code for life. It is. It makes it a little bit easier to get through life. And I it think does. when you figure that out and you tailor it, like, no, there's nothing to be, there's nobody putting a gun to your head saying like, no, this is the real world. You have to take it in as it comes. No, you don't fuck off. Fuck off. If it's better for me, if it's better for my well-being to silo shit and only get what I want to see, then 
then that's the right move. Allow me to make my own decisions and make my own choices. Like nobody says you should just like you have like you're obligated to take all of this in. I think that's asinine and it would make my head explode. Dude, I yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a different world that we live in. And like there is there's that side of it where I'm overwhelmingly appreciative that we have these like opportunities to keep in touch with people that otherwise we would not be able to keep in touch with. But sometimes keeping in touch is, you know, like the the elder generation's equivalent of a Christmas card, Right. And for social media to be able to give us that opportunity to limit our friendship to a virtual Christmas card rather than being involved in each other's day-to-day lives, that's huge. That's huge. And I will, to go back to what you were saying about data mining, I'm fine with every company knowing exactly who I am and what I do as long as they hit me up with the right coupon codes, right? So like, it's the same thing with people. I'm fine with people that I know knowing exactly who I am and what I do as long as they toss in that value, right? Like just, just toss me, uh, give me a little bit of a handout uh, as to why we should still be a close, close relationship. <laughs> Fair enough. You want to throw me a freaking bone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, I will continue to look at stories from afar and be scared to slide into DMs and just like your shit right off the bat. Oh, dude, if we're now, if we're talking about, if we're talking about trying to get relationships off social, I'm not the guy, I'm not the guy to talk to. I have um, no idea how people do that. It's I know it happens. I know it happens. We need to get somebody on, on, on the pod that's done it. Like, because I, like, I know it can be done and I know you just have to have a little bit of confidence. You have to be a little suave. That ain't me though, bro. No. No, dude, I don't think it's either one of us. I think that's why this podcast works so beautifully is that I, I don't think either one of us have the wherewithal to make that a thing that works. Uh, you know, I, I think the, the the perfect example is <laughs> when we resort to sending a single emoji as a snowflake. How many are you getting? How many am I getting? How many snowflakes are you getting? Are dude, you getting so many, so many. And I, I, I've been trying to like, differentiate between my reactions, right? So like Twitter has the, you know, like the five reaction emojis that you can send. So like I've been trying to use different ones so that it's different every week, but like I'm getting to the point where I'm now I've run out of emojis. So I'm going to have to start actually responding to people, thanking them for listening to the podcast what kind of world is this? So this is me saying, thank you so fucking much for listening to our podcast. (laughs) that's that's the time of the show where we say, now that you've reached the end of this episode, go ahead, slide into those DMs, send us that snowflake. Uh, some people are doing it on the timeline. Some yeah. people are doing Ratsy. Old David Ratsy did it on the timeline. Shout out David Ratz, dude. Uh, right up the road in, in old Jacksonville. Um, but yeah, uh, I've gotten a few. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, it, I think it's funny because it's, now it's kind of like, it's a little shtick, right? It's like that little inside joke of, of what we have. And, um, but yeah, I, I think I got, um, the first few, I responded with the heart, which I like the heart's easy, the heart's super easy. Same thing with phones, like the iMessage, but also the heart, there's a, there's a lot behind a heart. Like, and then there's nothing in between. There's nothing in between the heart. There's nothing in between the, the thumbs up. I feel like the thumbs up is kind of condescending because you're kind of like, hey, thanks, man. Um, but And I also feel like the heart is like, I'm declaring my love for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I think I think both of them were, are good. And Hunter, real quick, 
I did uh, no lie about an hour of research on a topic that I would love to bring up to you just real quick. Are you okay with that? We're going to turn, are we turning this thing into like an hour and a half now? No, 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 no. This is, this is going to be real quick. If you have a response, then you, then you can give the response, but I, I have research that I need to present to the people. Okay. So listen, we're in the midst of the world series. I am absolutely furious that the city of Tampa Bay is looking at a legitimate option or a legitimate possibility rather of three championships in the year 2020, right? Tom Brady and the Bucks are on fucking fire and it kills me to say that, but they look really good. Their defense is filthy. They have maybe the best run defense that I've seen since like the early 2010 Seahawks. Um, they're really fucking good and they have a legitimate shot at winning the, the, the fucking Super Bowl. The Rays, uh, as of recording, have a legitimate shot of winning the World Series. I would like to say really quick, Tampa Bay is my favorite city in Florida. If I had to choose a city in the state of Florida to spend the rest of my life in, there is literally one option, and it's Tampa Bay. There is nowhere else in the state of Florida that I would choose to spend the rest of my life in. It's the coolest city in Florida. There is so much to do. It is amazing. St. Pete also has its fair share of awesome things going on. It's a really fantastic area. And for anybody listening that has never been to the Tampa St. Pete area, I strongly suggest you visit. Awesome restaurants, awesome clubs, awesome scenery, awesome architecture, awesome history, awesome breweries, awesome sports properties. I mean, like it, it really is a fucking awesome area. That said, it's a hockey town. Tampa Bay, Florida is a hockey town. And for anybody in Tampa or anybody that cheers, quote unquote, cheers for Tampa sports teams that pretends like they're not a hockey town, I have a bone to pick with you. I've done some research, some rather extensive research. I've gone back 10 years for the Rays, the Bucks, and the Lightning. The Lightning, over the past 10 years, have had one year where their average attendance was under 96% capacity. They have had four of the last 10 years where they have sold out every single game. They average capacity, okay? Tampa is a hockey town. They deserve to win the Stanley Cup. Every Lightning fan deserved, especially after the last few years of heartbreak, to see what happened this past year. I also want to shout out quickly the Carolina Hurricanes for that 2004-2006 to have Tampa and Raleigh win Stanley Cups in back-to-back years in between or or on either side of the 2005 lockout was fucking incredible. Um, But Tampa is a hockey town, right? It pisses me off to see so many people acting like they're Rays fans right now. Uh, And obviously, as a Yankee fan, I'm pissed off at the Rays. So you have to take this all with a grain of salt. But looking at the Rays attendance over that same 10 years where the Lightning were averaging capacity, the Rays have had two seasons, three seasons, over 50% capacity on an average attendance. They have ranked 29th, 29th, 30th, 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 29th, 22nd in the last 10 years out of 30 MLB teams in terms of average attendance. Their winning doesn't matter. Their placement within the division doesn't matter. Yes, their stadium is in St. Pete. It's a pain in the ass to get across the bridge. Um, 
but I just I refuse to believe there are as many Rays fans as what I'm seeing on social media right now. And it just makes me angry. I'm not a Dodgers fan. The Dodgers, yes, they spend money. The Dodgers haven't won a World Series since 1988. They've been there three of the last four years. They lost to a a, a now proven cheating Astros team. Um, they have had heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak. And to see people act like they are the enemy, like that they are the Yankee equivalent in this World Series is fucking absurd to me. And to see people pretend like they like the Rays and that they've cared about the Rays and that they care currently about the Rays is just fucking asinine. Likewise, the Bucks, same fucking thing. Out of 32 teams in the NFL over the last 10 years, they've been 30th, 30th, 29th, 28th, 26th, 29th, 29th, 31st, 30th, and 31st out of 32 teams in average attendance. They are clipping well below 12,000 fans beneath the NFL's average attendance. Now, they haven't been great, but even in the years that they finished second in the NFC South, they've been 29th and 30th out of 32 in average attendance. So for me to sit here and think about we, we are in 2020, the year without sports, every single fan has been hurting, right? The Lakers winning the NBA championship for Lakers fans, I could not feel better for them, especially because I love LeBron. Uh, Again, the Lightning deserved to win the Stanley Cup, and that fan base deserved that. But for me to sit here and think that there is a realistic shot that the Tampa Bay fan base is going to have three championships in a year where every real sports fan struggled for months on end without being able to watch their team and support their team. And even after those games resumed for have to have such a small percentage of those fans be able to see games. My roommate is a Packers fan. We can't afford to go spend $450 to be two of the 5,700 people at Raymond James stadium. So for the people that have actually cared about their sports teams, for the people that endured this year of 2020 without March Madness, with a shortened MLB season, with a truncated NBA and NHL season, it pisses me off to think that one fan base that is so clearly hockey driven is looking at potentially an MLB World Series and an NFL Super Bowl on top of their Stanley Cup makes my blood boil. Not just as a Yankees fan, but as a sports fan in general. If you are a Tampa sports fan, go ahead and inundate Austin's Twitter. You can send all your hate at Austin underscore share. Um, That went off the rails. Uh, Appreciate y'all listening. That's your episode. Um, I feel like Austin uh, needed to get that off his chest. Uh, the vein was popping out of his head a little bit. Y'all have a great weekend. That was your episode number seven in the books. Austin's raising his hand. Oh boy, here we go. Another 30 minutes added to the end. Of no, I would I would like to say there are a few people that I interact with personally via social media and in real life that our, that, that, excuse me, our, that are real Rays fans that have dedicated their lives to cheering for largely a losing franchise who went through the heartbreak of 2009 and have now been waiting for 11 years for this chance. Those people are not who I'm speaking about. I'm mostly speaking about the Twitter army that has come out of fucking nowhere, nowhere. So shout out the real Rays fans. And I do hope that for your sake, uh, if the Rays win, I'm happy for you. Uh, and I, I hope for your sake and for baseball's sake uh, that the team can stay together because they are a very fun baseball team to watch. But 
I'm not going to say anymore. I'm not going to say anymore. I love everybody, regardless of your your uh, your <laughs> your sports fandom affiliation. As always, subscribe, rate, review <laughs> on Apple and Spotify. If you're not following us on Twitter, go ahead and do that. Send in those snowflakes because now we are at the end of the episode. And finally, remember, keep your hats backwards, glasses up, and love yourself as much as we love you. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you all on Monday. Love you guys. <laughs>